so much fun. Always on the floor of the uh, National Religious Broadcasters Convention when you do Kingdom Pursuits and you get to hear how God takes your passion and use it to build the kingdom. And there's so many amazing people that are following God on all sorts of adventures. And now we got Stephen Billy with us. Yes, so, Stephen, tell us what's God put on your heart and what are you doing at the NRB? Well, great to be with you, Robbie. So, uh, just this year after leaving the Trump administration, I joined the Charlotte Lozier Institute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Leaving the Trump administration. <laughs> Run that by me again. Like, you were with the Trump administration? Yes, sir. So I worked at the White House Office of Management and Budget. Uh, worked on a lot of government-wide policy, uh, personnel policy, government procurement, technology. So did Yeah. That. So you were, you were there. <laughs> worked on pro-life policy there as well. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so, wow, your world kind of just went. It kind of changed, and so coming out of that, you know, really didn't know where I was going to land, or what was next for me, and ended up getting connected with Charlotte Lozier Institute, you know, a preeminent pro-life think tank. We create the science and statistics for life, and that's what God's plan for me was, and so uh, came on board as the executive director, and really just helping expand the impact that our organization has, so we have scholars all across the country that you know are bioethics scholars they're practicing OBGYNs that are delivering babies all day and then getting on the phone with us to brief members of congress at night about chemical abortion or abortion by mail uh, the issue of the day and so i'm just we're here at nrb working to expand cli's uh, reach and help arm everybody with the the science and statistics for life so charlotte what, is that Charlotte, like North Carolina, or Charlotte, what is this Charlotte? Yeah, so Charlotte, North Carolina is where I'm from. That's where I grew up. But Dr. Charlotte Lozier, she was Oh, he, she's, ah, I yeah. get it. Her name was Charlotte. Yes, her name was Charlotte, Dr. Charlotte Lozier. She was a contemporary of Susan B. Anthony. Really? And so they were, you know, feminists of the time, fighting for women's rights, but they were also ardent pro I feel so ignorant. Pro-life. I didn't know that. No, no worries. Charlotte Lozier. Yes. And uh, ardent supporters of... Uh, the life of the unborn. Wow. Yeah. Talk about, you know, a similar freedom mm-hmm. issue. Like, oh, my goodness. Exactly. And, and so, obviously, you get to see science that few people get to see. What What would you tell our listeners that would kind of probably, or just tell me? Yeah. Like, what surprised you that you discovered when you went from what you were doing to like, oh, my goodness, people need to know this is... Like, what's that? Yeah, so, you know, going from kind of the high-level public policy into understanding the science, I think you can look at, you know, a lot of the data around abortion and, and the use of abortion. And there's <clears throat> the medical academies will make the argument that women need a right to abortion for family planning. Well, the data says that at most 1% of women use abortion for family planning purposes. It, it doesn't exist. It's not used that way. So that is not a valid argument. Um, you know, so, our, and again, excuse my ignorance, but probably a lot of listeners are like me. <laughs> People use abortion as family planning. Like, oh, I only want to have two kids, so mm-hmm. I'm going to abort every kid after the after the two. Well, that's what the claim is. The claim is that that is how pe- women are are using family planning. That's what they're using abortion for. But the data doesn't say that. And they have to make that argument because they know they can't say, they can't advocate for the taking of an unborn life. So they can't make that argument. They have to find something else to advocate for. And it's, I'm advocating for family planning. But the data says it's not used that way. Yeah, I would think. I, who, I mean, I've never heard of 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I hear of abortion used in China, mm-hmm. you know, to because they don't want little girls and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, you know, to think about that in the United States is 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 really unthinkable. So yeah. and, you guys have are doing the research to back this up. Like here we go. This is what's really going on. So right. what what is really going on? So what's really going on is life begins at conception. You know the. White House was asked yesterday, do they believe that, uh, does the president believe a baby is a baby at 15 weeks pregnancy? Uh, the press secretary dodged the question, wouldn't give an answer. The science says that uh, the baby is a human being at 15 weeks and earlier, obviously, at starting at conception. They can feel pain. Uh, their heart is beating. They can suck their thumb. They can yawn. They can stretch. And they are humans in the womb. And that's what the science says. And so we've been told all last year that we need to follow the science. I, I believe we need to follow the science when it comes to the life of the unborn. So the Charlotte Lusier Institute, your main function, do you feel like, is it education or is it? Absolutely. Some- yeah, we're an education uh, nonprofit and we make sure that we get the science out there. We're doing the, uh, we're writing articles that are peer reviewed and going to medical journals. We're you know, working on with PhD scientists uh, to study the data around abortion and the impact on women, both physical and mental health. And we're making sure that that science is getting out into the public discussion where we're using science to fight for the life of the unborn. So which of, of the science that you're seeing do you feel like is bearing the most fruit right now or getting traction with you know, people going, wow, yeah, we need to really consider this? Yeah, well, I think you know, big announcement from the Supreme Court that they're going to take on the case from Mississippi. Uh, so Mississippi has a, a abortion restriction at 15 weeks, a limitation at 15 weeks, and that's going to come before them this this fall. And we're going to make sure that people understand what a baby is at 15 weeks. You know, we're going to have a study come out comparing us to Europe that shows that in Europe a 15 week ban is is kind of standard. Um, that there's very few European countries that allow abortion past 15 weeks. And we're going to talk about how at 15 weeks the baby can feel pain, the baby can smile, the baby can suck its thumb. And so, you know, we're protecting the unborn life and we want to make sure to get that science out there while the Supreme Court is, you know, deliberating about the Mississippi case. Right. Sort of chipping away at the overall, you know, if you can't eat the whale, like they say, you got to take one bite at a time and this bite is 15 weeks. That's right. The court, you know, the Supreme Court's got a specific case in front of them. And so we're going to make sure to get information out on that case so they can make the best decision possible. So how would our listeners best pray slash support you guys? Well, they can go to LozierInstitute.org. They can see all the studies that we've got out there. Um, certainly, we, we ask for their prayers as we continue to you know, do our part in the fight for the, the life of the unborn. Um, and you know, just continued prayers for the policymakers out there who are having to make decisions about uh, what policies are best to protect the unborn. Wow. Um. And so you personally, mm-hmm. you know, what I've found, Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 1 just plays out in most everybody's life where, you know, God comforts us so that we can comfort others for the comfort we've been comforted with. Is there some part of that verse that plays into your own life um, when it comes to what now God has you doing? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think my wife and I, you know, look forward to the day when we have children. Um, we're going to go through that process of, of adoption. And, um, you know, I think that this is why I am where I am right now. 
Wow. So you guys are looking at adopting, um, and and again, quite likely a child that would have been aborted had you know some of your science not happened. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, that's really beautiful. Yeah, we're putting our faith in God that uh, the child that He chooses for us of His um, will end up with us. And you know, what's more beautiful than that? Yeah. Like there, there's the real fruit. Like here's this child in my arms mm -hmm. as a result of how God's taken your passion. So, wow, I know our listeners are going to be praying for you. Thank you, Stephen, so much for being with us today. Thank you On so Kingdom much for Person, taking time. And God bless you. And the Charlotte Lozier Institute, which I know now a lot more than I knew before I started this. So I hope our listeners did too. God bless. God bless.